sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby and today we have on the phone with us Trey Ward from Emanuel College. Uh, He's the assistant to the president and also the director of outreach over the ministry teams uh, at Emanuel College. Trey, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Garrett. I, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Well, absolutely. We appreciate you being on the program with us and uh, we wanted to talk with you because uh, you're in a very uh, unique position at Emmanuel, working with, uh, you know, of course, the, the ministry teams there, as we mentioned a minute ago, and then also um, working as the assistant to the president on different projects. Tell us a little bit about uh, your background and then lead us into how you wound up at Emmanuel and, and then, of course, more detail about what you're doing there. Sure. Well, I, I was born and bred in the Pentecostal Holiness Church. Um, I, I grew up with grandparents on both sides as pastors. In fact, I'm a fourth-generation Pentecostal Holiness uh, preacher and licensed minister. Uh, my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my dad, and now myself. So it, it really is a heritage for me uh, in the Pentecostal Holiness Church. And um, I always knew that I wanted to serve God somehow, even from the time I was a kid. I've always told people that I got saved every time that uh, every time there was a thunderstorm outside, I would get saved all over again. <laughs> every time my dad threatened to whip me, uh, I got saved again, you know. <clears throat> and and so I, I'm one of those that uh, if, if you ask me to point to a particular date, I just I don't know that I would be able to tell you which time was the real time because I just always knew that I loved God and I wanted to serve Him, uh, but I didn't really know exactly what that would look like. Right. Coming up, I as a as a kid, my dad pastoring, my mom leading the music in our churches. I, I was influenced in both ways uh, by both of them. I have a a deep love to preach and to teach the Word of God, to study the Word of God. And I also love to, to sing. I play the piano, several other instruments. I studied music in college, and, uh, and I attribute that love for music to my mom. And so I have a great, um, great influence in both preaching and teaching pastoral ministry from my dad and the influence of the music ministry from my mom and um, a lot of musical influence on both sides of my family, really. So uh, growing up in church was uh, was a wonderful time for me. I, it was what I lived for to go to church every Sunday and just to be a part of um, you know our music ministry there. I started out playing the tambourine at like seven years old, and then graduated to playing the drums, and then the piano, and right. and singing uh, with the choir. That was always a, a big thing. And as a teenager, I. I got involved with the youth band at church, and we had our own worship band, and all of that sort of led me down the the road that would ultimately bring me to where I am today. And you know, um, I don't want to get too far ahead of your question, but I will just go ahead and say that when I was in high school, I remember having a a desire to plant a church in 
uh, a local city. I'm from North Carolina, out of the Cornerstone Conference, uh, which, of course, the Pentecostal Holiness Church people will recognize. And, uh, and I was just about an hour outside of Greensboro, North Carolina, and really felt at that time that I would love to plant a church there and pastor a church there. And, and so even in high school, I had that desire, but I, I felt like it would be important for me um, to, to also study music. And I, I loved music at that time. And I had an opportunity to study music at a local state university so I went to Appalachian State University, kind of an odd thing for me because I had grown up in the IPHC and I had opportunities. And and it, it was, looking back, I, I believe it was the right decision for me. In fact, I know that God opened the door for me to go there, but it didn't seem to fit what what others might have thought that I should have done or even what I thought I was going to do um, before it all turned out that way. But because I ended up there, you know, I got to study music, and and then out of college, I I got a job teaching high school music, and so I taught in Greensboro, the city where I thought I was going to plant a church and pastor, and uh, and so I taught there for four years, and just finished up my fourth year of teaching high school last year, last June. And, you know, I could go so deeply into how God brought us to Emmanuel, but just suffice it to say that we really didn't have a choice. Uh, God showed us so clearly that this is where he wanted us. And, and, um, and so after, after teaching high school for four years, my wife Rachel and I uh, had spent time together. We had been married for a while, and we said, you know, we feel like God wants us to sort of shift gears in ministry. We had been evangelizing, itinerating, I preach, and we would sing together and, and share our music ministry. And and we said, we really believe that God wants us to, to shift gears and start focusing our ministry on college students. And because we were there in that Greensboro area, I thought that God wanted us to start a ministry there on the campus of UNC Greensboro or you know, do something right there in that city. Right. And we talked about it and we prayed about it. And honestly, we never felt the release, you know, the, just the peace of God to make a, make a move in that direction. It was like there was a, a block in the road that just wouldn't let us go that way. And I didn't realize, I, I never even imagined that Emmanuel would be on our radar until one day I got a call from Dr. White, who's the president here at Emmanuel, and he asked me to consider coming to Emmanuel to serve uh, in the capacity in which I now serve and, uh, and to be his assistant to, to direct singers and some of the other things that you mentioned a few minutes ago. And it was, it was amazing to see the fulfillment uh, and, and even now to be living it out, the fulfillment in so many ways of the prayers that I prayed for God to you know, show us where he wants us to be, the, the, the combination of the music ministry and really what is a lot like a pastoral ministry in the sense of working with the students here and uh, being with them day in and day out in, in, the, in this very critical and, and um, 
developmental time in their lives. It's, it's really amazing to see how God has brought all of that together for us to be here uh, during this time, to be able to do the music, the ministry with the students, and to travel, which is something that Rachel and I have loved to do, and to go into our, our different churches, and to be able to do that more broadly now is really exciting. Oh, so absolutely. I know that's a lot more than what you asked about, but I, um, <laughs> that's sort of what, what got us to where we are today. Gotcha. No, that was perfect, and 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 I, uh, I I think it's so cool how your uh, your story about how you ended up at Emmanuel uh, includes such a such a um, I would say common occurrence, especially among uh, you know the body of believers where we feel like we we know what we're supposed to do. We're wanting to carry out the will of the Lord. We we think, hey, I think this might be how it it's supposed to happen. But when God's plan is a little bit different, those roadblocks seem to pop up. But then when the right thing comes mm-hmm. along, when he brings you into that right timing and that right, uh, you know, whatever it is that he's wanting you to do, it's just a smooth transition. And like you said, you got a call from yeah. the president of Emmanuel and, and he, he uh, asked you to come aboard and help in that way. Well, that's so much easier than when we try to, you know, push our, push our oh, yeah. own thoughts on it. And that's the way that God likes to to uh, help direct us. And I think it's such a cool story um, leading into where you're at now at Emmanuel. Let me ask you this. Now that you're at Emmanuel, uh, you're, you're over, of course, the different outreach programs, you're uh, assisting the president um, and you're, you're fulfilling that, that call in your life and that feeling that you had uh, that you were supposed to minister in some capacity with a, maybe a school or something like that. Uh, what do you find is is let's say either a challenge or something that you're discovering uh, is effective when ministering to uh, that college generation, that college age generation? Because you know this year in 2018 we're focusing on our core value of all generations uh, among the denomination, and so you know I'm curious as to as you've been getting involved more and more with college students uh, being a a college graduate. Uh, what is that dynamic like, and what are some of the things, either challenges or, or uh, other things that you've discovered are, are positive or benefits uh, in that in that ministry-type role, in that education-type role? Sure. That, that's a really great question, and uh, I'm sitting here stewing over how to begin to answer that. <laughs> uh, on a, <laughs> truly, one of the, I think one of the most important things that I have felt the need to do, and I've listened to other leaders who are talking about how to reach students today, is to be authentic, to be genuine in how you lead. I think there is a certain, uh, there's a certain tension that leaders feel about how much to open up to those whom they're leading and how much to conceal where you feel like you don't want to say everything because you can't be too transparent because then they'll see your flaws or they'll see your weaknesses. And, you know, uh, when I started out teaching high school, I felt that way. Uh, I felt very uh, strained to to be comfortable in my own skin and to lead uh, to lead my classroom with confidence, to, to make mistakes and be okay with it, to experiment and, and not be sure how things were going to turn out. But God really helped me 
over those, even just the four years that I taught in a public high school, he really helped me to grow as a person so that uh, now in the college setting where these students, they're not in high school, they're not in middle school, they're, they're beginning to make their own choices and learn uh, how to function outside of their parents' homes or wherever they came from. Uh, they, they need people in their lives like what I'm doing now, people who are working here at the college to be real with them and to be transparent with them and, and to show them that it's okay to try and to fail. I think one of the things that, uh, that is an e sort of an epidemic in our culture is that we feel like we have to be so polished and so perfect in everything that we do that, um, that we don't know how to make mistakes and we don't know how to be wrong because, you know, we've got Instagram filters and we've got, you know, the edit button on Facebook to go back and I'm terrible about this. I'll post the status <laughs> on Facebook and then I'll go back and read it over again and I say, no, that's not how I wanted to say it. And then I'll change it or whatever because I feel the pressure to, to say it the right way. And if I don't like the way I said it the first time, I'll go back and change it. And, and I think there's so much pressure on students today to not make mistakes and how do I know what my major should be or how do I know what degree I should get or how do I know where to go when I graduate? And I felt that pressure when I was in school. And now I can tell you that um, I, I taught for four years with the degree that, that I got in college, but my college degree didn't necessarily uh, lead me to what I'm doing today, you know, it helped me to be more prepared in the musical sense and in the education aspect. But, uh, what, what I'm, what I mean when I say that is that if you start out going down one path and then God leads you down a different path, it's okay to change and not feel like you have wasted your time because God God will use everything that you've done in your past to prepare you for your future. Uh, he, he brings it all together for your good and for his glory. So I think, you know, being, being available to the students, being transparent with them. Uh, one of the things that I love about working here is having my door open. Um, sometimes I, I realize that I'm not really going to get much work done in my office if I do leave <laughs> my door open, but, but that's okay because the, the students are my job. I mean, it, it, they're more than just my job. They're the people that I'm here to serve and here to, uh, here to, in, they impact me as much as I impact them. And that's why I love education. That's why I love uh, being here. That's what I love about music is just the people that we get to make music with. And so being available to them when they need to stop by and they want to talk or they've got a problem or they've got a question, uh, that, I think that's what students need from, from us as, as those who are, even for me, just a couple years ahead of them who can say, hey, I've been where you are and it's going to be okay. It's going to turn out all right. You just keep trusting the Lord and, and doing what you're doing and, and running after him. And, and they need to hear that from us. And they need to hear our stories and our transparency and, uh, and our being available to them in their times of need. Right, right. And, and I, I, I love what you said about the, the necessity for being authentic to the students. Do you feel like that 
the the authenticity if if they can see your authentic uh, personality and that you're not always trying to put on a you know a, a, a perfect facade or a very proper facade or whatever it is but really being authentic and and open with them and then like you said uh, towards the end there of of being available is that what is that the basically um, sounds like the most one of the most effective ways to not only reach students but capture their attention in a way where you can really pour into their life for what they have coming up that you know, I was a student as well, and I can tell you that most students, just like you know, and 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 we both experienced when we were there, uh, they don't know what's going to happen, or they need that advice or encouragement from those who have have kind of gone before uh, to help give them either reassurance, encouragement, or direction in how they should think about their current situation. As hey, I'm a junior, and I've only got a year left before I need to get out there and you know, start working or start my ministry or whatever it is God's calling them to do. Um, and so I think that's a wonderful way to, to, to put it because it's such a, it's such a vital need that I think a lot of times you're right. The authenticity is either not there or the availability is not there. That, uh, really is a a vitally important thing to make those connections between, you know, college students and, and the leaders who have been, been through it already. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I could just add this real quickly before we move on, yeah. Garrett, I I read um, a statement from John Maxwell that has deeply impacted me. He said that we can impress people with our successes, but we impact them or we influence them with our failures. And yeah. And that resonated so strongly with me because, you know, I think sometimes students in college or, or even high school and backing on up to, to children who look at adults and they see maybe the success, they see the nice car, the nice house, the family, the, the influence, or they see the wealth and the recognition that, that people get as they grow older, and especially if they serve the Lord and, and they trust God and God favors and blesses them, sometimes you see the, the highlights of their lives, or you see the, the fulfillment, the fruit of their labor, but you don't always see what they were going through at, when they were in college. You don't see what they were dealing with at that time until those people begin to open up and share their stories or you begin to hear it, you know, they, they had some of the same emotions. They had some of the same fears and doubts and uncertainties about life that, that we're now having. And I think we owe it to the generations coming behind us to be honest about our struggles and to be honest about what we're dealing, dealing with, because as long as we try to conceal that, then we, we do more harm than good at preparing them for real life. You know, you can't just jump from being a college student with, you know, a bunch of student loans to having a, a big house with a nice brand new car and, and, and think that you go from zero to 60 in five seconds. You know, it takes right. time to build that and it takes a lot of struggle. It takes a lot of trusting the Lord with all your heart. Not yeah. leaning on your own understanding and not acknowledging him in all all your ways, and as he directs your path, he will carry you from one season to the next. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's really really important that we 
are honest with students and 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 not just honest with them but we are that we tell more than what we think we should because that's when it really begins to help them yeah become the person that they need to be they begin to see life in in a broader perspective that I can do this and and God's got big plans for me and I'm just going to go through what he has for me right now and and trust him for what's next and I don't have to be afraid of that because I know that his plan for me is for my good Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's so true. Uh, if, you know, if, if the generations that have, have come before, if they don't share truthfully, uh, you know, their experience, if they're not authentic in, in their presentation, you know, and like you said, if you, you see where they're at currently. So someone who's graduated and gone on and done all this hard work and been very, uh, diligent and things like that. And, are now at a certain place in life uh, to a college student who hasn't seen that process or to a, a even a younger uh, you know high school or middle school whatever it is growing up seeing the end result without seeing all of the you know blood sweat and tears that was poured into uh, this journey it almost it almost has produced a false expectation and of course especially with you know movies right. and TV shows you see the end result before you ever see how someone gets to where they're going and uh, right. and it does create this false expectation of hey I'll be able to graduate next thing I know I'll blink my eyes and I'll have a house and my all my loans will be paid off and I'll have three cars and the right. garage, you know and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. well wait a second there's a little that's bit more right. work that goes into it uh, and so that's I think that's right. vitally important um, like you were saying for the generations to be able to help the next generation and the next generation the next generation understand the process that's always been there and not forget that it's 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 reality you know and right. and then of course right. the most important thing uh, as you just mentioned is the fact that we're on this this journey we're on on a journey that God's laid before us and if if we're doing everything that we possibly can to follow uh, you know his will for our lives and to seek his will for our lives then he'll he'll get us there we just can't be impatient in that process you know Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, and I hate to do this because we've the conversation is great. We could go on for probably another (laughs) thirty or forty-five minutes. Uh, Do you have? I know. (laughs) Do you have any uh, any closing thoughts or things that you'd like to say either about uh, Emmanuel or about you know the conversation that we've had so far, or that you would like to leave our our listeners with before we before we we end this episode of the Leadership Cast? Sure. Well, let me just say this. Uh, coming to Emmanuel has been such a great blessing to our lives and to be around the students, the other staff, the faculty. It has been so uh, such a blessing to my life just to be around the great leaders that we have here. Uh, every week I get to sit down uh, with, with our great leadership. We have a wonderful uh, faculty and staff. I get to be around Dr. White. I get to be around Pastor Tracy Reynolds, who is the Vice President for Student Development. I get to be around our campus pastor, Pastor Chris. I met with um, Pastor Chris and Pastor Tracy today, and then, of course, working for Dr. White. We have a meeting every week, and, and just listening to them talk about the college and ministry and the kingdom and where we can go in our future is so thrilling and exciting for me. I have grown 
I feel like I've been exposed to a whole new world being here, and God is God is doing great things here at this college, and I believe in the mission of the college. I believe in the mission of the Pentecostal Holiness Church and the kingdom of God as a whole, and I'm just grateful to have this this opportunity to be here and to be a part of that and developing leaders for future ministry within our denomination and beyond. So I I'm so gratefully blessed. I really am. And I'm excited about what's what's going to happen down the road. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Trey, thank you so much for talking with us today and taking uh, taking your time today to uh, join us for this episode of the Leadership Cast. And uh, we're looking forward to. My honor to. Oh, thank you so much. We're looking forward to all that you've got in store for for Emmanuel, and I know that the students there, especially, are are uh, gonna love having you there uh, with the the outreach ministry teams and and whatnot, and of course the 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 president and the staff and faculty i'm sure it's a huge blessing to them as well so uh thank you so much for joining us and we will uh hopefully have you on again in the in the near future i'd love to do it thank you garrett i appreciate your time and the opportunity to talk today absolutely thank you all right bye-bye Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.